I went over to my grandkids to eat dinner, and when they gave me a hot shrimp, and so I told Mrs. Harden I didn't, couldn't sing tonight. I burnt my vocal cords. If you would, please take your Bible, turn to Ephesians chapter 1. I like to find verses in the Scripture that teach salvation in a verse. But uh, tonight I just want to bring Ephesians chapter 1. I'd just like to read a little while, beginning in verse 1. Ephesians 1, verse 1. Paul, apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, to the saints which are at Ephesus, and to the faithful in Christ Jesus. Grace be to you, peace, from God our Father, and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ, according as He has chosen us in Him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before Him in love having predestinated us under the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he has made us accepted in the beloved, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace, wherein he has abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known unto us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he has purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of times he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in him, in whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things, after the counsel of his own will, that we should be to the praise of his glory, who first trusted in Christ, in whom you also trusted, after that you heard the word of faith, truth, the gospel of your salvation, whom also after that you believed, you were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession under the praise of his glory. Wherefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus, and love unto all the saints, cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward, who believe according to the work, working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in heavenly places, far above all principalities and power and might and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. And has put all things under his feet, and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. 
of verse 13 especially. Verse 13. In whom you also trusted, after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after you believed, you were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. Pray with me, please. Heavenly Father, we study these great words, and we realize, Lord, do your words and your promises. We realize, Lord, we are saved by your grace and your grace alone. But we pray that we could make it so plain that everybody could understand it. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Notice, if you would please, in this one verse, verse 13, is given several important doctrinal truths. Number one, the means of salvation. Notice the words, if you would please, in this verse 13. The word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. The means of salvation, then, is not by cunningly devised fables or illusionary dreams of men, because salvation comes from God, the God of truth. It has Christ as He is freely offered in the gospel, for its substance. The spirit of truth applies it by imparting a true spiritual discernment of its meaning. In Romans chapter 1 verse 16, it's called the gospel of your salvation. It is also the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes. Mark chapter 4 verse 24 says, Because of this, because of those two verses, we ought to take heed what we hear. Now, John chapter 8 verse 47 says, We are to ponder one of the signs of a godly character then. Notice, he that is of God heareth God's word. If a man said he's saved, if a man says he's of God, then he'll hear God's word. He'll listen to God's word. So number one, the means of salvation is the word of truth. It's the word of God. The scriptures are necessary for our believing. Romans 10, 17, So then faith come by hearing, hearing by the word of God. James chapter 1, verse 21, Receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your soul. 2 Timothy 3.15 says the scripture make wise unto salvation. Now all these verses and more make it plain the scriptures are necessary for our believing. I know that I couldn't, I didn't believe before I heard a preacher preach the Bible, the word of God. And I didn't realize what was going on truly as I sat there and listened. But the Bible makes it very plain that first you hear the Word of God and it's necessary for my believing in salvation to hear the Word of God. Thirdly, the Holy Spirit is necessary to receive the Word of God. That's why the Word of God is called the sword of the Spirit. Hebrews 4 verse 12. Now when Hebrews 4 verse 12 talks about the, the Bible, the Scriptures cutting to the mark of the bomb, it's talking about going to right to the last source of our being, and the Word of God will reach right down to your problem. You ever heard somebody, uh, you say, uh, everybody's a sinner. Well, I haven't done that bad. Well, if you read the Scriptures, it'll go right down to your problem. Your problem might not be my problem. But the problem is, every one of us has a problem, and that is we're all sinners, 
and we need to be saved. And if you study the Scriptures enough, the Holy Spirit will take the Word of God and reach right down to your problem. First Peter chapter 1, verse 23. Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the Word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. Now note something here, please. The, the influence of the Holy Spirit is always distinguished from that of the truth or, or word itself. Now let me show you what I'm talking about. Turn with me to 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 2, and I'll begin to read in verse 10. But God had revealed them unto us by His Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of man which is in him? Even so, the things of God knoweth no man, but the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God, which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Ghost teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. For the, but the natural man, that is the unsaved man, receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. For they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. But he is spiritual, judges all things, yet he himself is judge of no man. For who knoweth the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ. Now, I've had many a person come to me, I wish I could understand the Scriptures like you understand the Scriptures. Well, if you study the Word of God and if you're saved, there's no excuse for you not knowing the same Scriptures that I know or anybody else knows. Because I'm not a special person, neither is any other man, because the Bible said he is not a respecter of men. And so if you want to know the Bible, as God wants you to know the Bible, First of all, you get saved by God's grace. You have the Holy Spirit in you. Now He's my teacher. And if you get in the Bible, which is the Word of God, the Holy Spirit will take the Word of God and explain it to you. You can't know the mind of God without the Holy Spirit of God. That's why there are so many denominations in the world. Because there's a lot of people standing in pulpits this very moment all across this country and all over the world that's not born again don't have the Holy Spirit in them to teach them the truth and they're teaching error because and people say, oh, more my preacher said. I know for years I'd try to lead my daddy to the Lord and he'd go right back to one thing. My pastor said, my, dad, my preacher said and he depended on what a man said rather than the Word of God said. And the only way you can be saved, truly born again, it's through the Word of God by the enlightenment of the Holy Spirit of God. Now, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 15 says, The Scriptures make it wise unto salvation. So the Holy Spirit is necessary to receive the Word of God. Now, it is true that faith comes by hearing, but there is a hearing which bringeth no faith. That's why the Holy Spirit is absolutely necessary to receive the truth. Open thou mine eyes, that I may see wondrous things out of thy law. Amen. Do you ever read the laws of God, the Ten Commandments? Not only those, but all the laws of God is written in the Bible. And you look at them, and I, I look at them sometime, and I say, my goodness. 
What a God we got. Amen? And I know a lot of people that read them and they just go right on over just like there's nothing. Just like it's a book they're reading. No, it's God's Word. And it's God's law to us. And listen to it again. Open thou mine eyes that I may see wonderful things out of thy law. Only the Holy Spirit can do that. Now, men see by the light, but the eyes of the blind are not opened by the light. The Holy Spirit must give light on the Word. And that the Word may save the soul. The third thing is taught here. We are to study the Scriptures in a right spirit. Now go back with me please to Ephesians. And I want you to look at uh, verse 13 again with me. Verse 13. In whom ye also trusted after ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, whom also after that ye believe ye seal with that Holy Spirit of God, which is the earnest of our inheritance unto redemption, the purchase of possession unto this praise of the Lord, our glory. Did you know what earnest is? Is a down payment. And when you receive the Lord, somebody says to me, how do you know you're saved? There's one way I know I'm saved. There's many ways, but there's one way in particular I know I'm saved. There's something in me that didn't used to live there. And I find it in the Bible is the Holy Spirit of God. And notice what the Bible says of Him, the Holy Spirit, in verse 14, which is the earnest of our inheritance and the redemption of person. I'm not... I, I, I hesitate to put it in this sense, but it, it makes sense to me. I am not completely saved this moment. I am in the eyes of God. But I'm not in heaven yet. I'm still here. I'm in a fleshly body. One day, I'll be out of this body, in heaven, a glorified body, with Christ. In the meantime, the way I know that I'm saved, and I cannot lose my salvation, that's eternal, I'll get there. And one way I know that's going to happen, because I have the earnest down payment of the Holy Spirit in me. He's there to witness to me every day that you're a child of God. Now, I want you to watch it, because this is very important. We are to study the Scriptures in the right spirit. Now, we are to study it reverently because they are the Word of God and not the Word of man. Now, I've had a lot of people say to me, well, men just pin that down. That's just men's Word. No, it's not. When I come to the Word of God and I open this Bible, I get goosebumps on me sometimes all over just thinking about handling God's Word. This is His Word. Every word in it is God's Word. And when you think about that, that's how you come to the Bible and say, Lord, teach me. That's God speaking to you. Amen? And that's reverently. Second thing, we're to study it in meekness. James chapter 1 verse 21 talked about humble thyself, submissive, submiss your will to Him, and meekness, and so on. We're to study in faith. Hebrews 4 verse 2, if not, our study will not amount to anything. I believe every word in this Bible is God's word. And I believe everything that God says in this word will happen. It is God's word. That's faith. I believe it. Uh, we are to study it prayerfully. Because Psalms 100, I mean Psalms 10 and verse 17. I want to show you something. Psalms 10. In verse 
17. <coughs> Excuse me. Lord, Thou hast heard the desire of the humble. Thou will prepare their heart. Thou will cause Thine ear to hear. Amen? How simple that is, Lord. Thou hast heard the desire of the humble. Thou will prepare their heart. You don't come to the Word of God with your mind already made up and I'm going to prove it by the Word of God or disprove it by the Word of God. You come to the Word of God and say, Lord, teach me. Teach me. I might have a preconceived idea about some Lord, but I'm going to lay that aside. You teach me. And that's humble before the Lord and prayer for the Lord. And we are to study it practically. Now I want to show you what I'm talking about there. Turn over with me, please, to Matthew uh, chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7. And look with me, please, in uh, verse 24 and verse 25. Matthew chapter 7, verse 24 and 25. And behold, that's chapter 8. I got my pages stuck together. Chapter 7, verse 24. Therefore, whosoever heareth these things of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. Notice, if you would, in that one particular verse, I've heard of many a person that whosoever heareth these words of mine and they stop there, uh, the, the It'll be like a man to build his house upon a rock. That ain't what it says. It says, He that hear, whosoever hears these things of mine and doeth them. You won't do what you don't believe in. Just that simple. I believe in the Word of God. If God tells me something to do, I'm going to do it. Because I believe it's the Word of God. God tells me to do it. Now, that's practical. Look in verse 25 with me. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon that house, and it fell, for it was founded upon a rock. It, found, it, it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. That's just practical teaching. We know that you have to have a good foundation to build a house upon. You don't build your house upon the sand and expect it not to crack or fall. You build it upon a rock. Now, we're to study the Bible practically then. What that means is simply because our lives are a a comment uh, upon a word. We are to uh, live our lives as a comment uh, when it comes to the Word of God. Now, one other thing before I finish. Faith is, we are to have faith in the Word of God. Faith in whom is what is important. Faith in Christ. Verse 13 again, in whom having believed. Faith is a God-given reliance on an all-sufficient mediator. Now, he is more than a mere belief of the truth. It is an act of the will. It is to trust in a person. I've heard so many people say, just quote this verse of Scripture and you'll get saved. You ever listen to some of these modern preachers on TV? Uh, They'll preach about everything in the world. And they come right down to the last minute and they'll quote right Romans 10 verse 13, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. If you'll just quote those verses, you'll get saved. No, you won't. Just quoting those verses is not going to save anybody. 
you have to commit yourself to the will, your will to God's will. You have to ask Him to save you. You've got to trust Him to save you. That's just telling you how to do it. You understand? Now I want you to watch this. This is act of the will. It's more than mere belief in the truth. It's one thing to believe in the truth. It's another to do it. Now it's not just believing God's testimony that Christ died for us. That's wonderful. Amen? But it's believing that Christ died for me. You have to bring it right down to home. Old Dr. Oliver B. Green used to say, uh, the gospel is you've got to bring it right down where the rubber meets the road. And that what he was talking about is, you've got to bring it down to where you're at. Lord, you're speaking to me. And Lord, I want you to say, me. Thank God, John 3.16. God so loved the world. And He does. It's not, I don't think there's a, and I, I believe it so much, I don't believe there's a person on the face of this earth that God didn't love. I really don't. Now, just because they don't love Him don't mean He don't love them. John 3.16 is still there. For God so loved the world, He really does. But when it comes down to salvation of the soul, you got to bring it down to me. Lord, You came in this world to save me. And when you exercise your will to His will, then whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Now the Bible don't give all those distinctions. He's just giving you... It's like the Lord's Prayer. The Lord, if somebody said, well, I'll just quote the Lord's Prayer over and over and over again. That's not what He gave you. The Lord's Prayer is a pattern of prayer. It's giving you our Father which art in heaven. Who are you going to pray to, our Father? That's a pattern. I don't... Uh, he tells you to pray for things on this earth, pray for heaven, and he tells you what all to pray for. That's good. But that's a pattern of prayer. And when, when you're trying to lead somebody to saving faith, when you talk about salvation of, of the soul, you've got to get people to understand that Jesus came into the world and died for you. Amen? And this, His blood was shed for you. You bring it right down to home. And I know so many I've dealt with say, well now preacher, I ain't that bad. I, I'm not really committed to that better. And they try to alibi themselves out of it. And I know God loves me. And well, that's good. But that don't save you. What saves you is exercising your will and say, Lord, I'm going to turn my will over to you. Lord, you have your way in my life. And I will serve you and I'll... It's a doing. And by the way, now i got to be very careful there. Because doing has nothing to do with your salvation. It's just a, a, a willingness to turn my will over to the Lord. Because if you don't, you get into works. And we're not saved by works. We're saved by the grace of God. And that alone. Amen? And when you understand that, then when it comes to salvation... Uh, it's more than just quoting a few verses. I went to a Catholic funeral one time. I never will forget it. And and in that funeral service, they would uh, the, the priest or what he was, I would get up and and he would quote a verse, and everybody in there would quote the verse behind him. And it, it got to be a chant, and they were just chanting 
the songs or verses of Scripture and everything right behind one another and saying, and everybody went away feeling good. They didn't say nobody. Just because you say something don't mean that's uh, where I got to go. You, you, Be honest with God. Open your heart to Him. Lord, I'm a sinner. Save me. That's your will. And when you turn that over to the Lord and ask Him to save you, three things has got to be present. Number one is the Word of God. It's got to deal with you to show what you really are. Number two is the Holy Spirit to teach you, convict you, and draw you to Christ Jesus. And the third thing is that He draws you to Christ Jesus and Jesus is a Savior. You're not your Savior yourself. It's not by good works and going to church and tithing, singing in the choir, doing some good thing. No, salvation is turning your will over to Him. Amen? And once you learn that, you'll never doubt your salvation again. Since the day that I learned in whom I have believed, and he is, I am persuaded that He is able to keep me against that day. Not me. Amen? Stand with me, please. Heavenly Father, we're so glad we're saved by Your grace tonight. And we've got to be very careful what we say when we say things like this because I don't want to ever lead somebody to believe that You're saved by anything we do. That's not it. It's You've done it all for us. And we have to turn our will over to You and obey whatever You tell us to do and you said, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. I couldn't do that without your word. I couldn't do that without the wooing of the Holy Spirit. I could not believe unless you drew me to yourself. Thank you, Lord. Bless us as we go out of this place now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for being here tonight.